Hey everybody, welcome to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman. I'm glad that uh, you're tuning in or listening on the, the podcast. Either way, um, without you, there's no point in doing this. If there isn't somebody watching this thing or listening to it, then that's the sign that it's time to, you know, cut the whole deal. And uh, so, hey, if you're watching, just make sure that on Facebook, you know, you hit share and get it out there. That that kind of gets the word out. If you're uh, listening to this on the podcast, make sure you leave a rating, a five-star rating, and then leave a comment, okay? Because in their algorithms, and that also gets the podcast out there. And if you are watching, you need to get the podcast. The podcast is the most important thing. You just go to Apple um, podcasts, you know, and little purple thing on your phone or whatever, hit that thing, put in, you know, here's a deal with Rick Countryman, hit follow and, and you're golden. So, um, I decided, I don't know, about a month or so ago to invite some senior pastors to just join me and, uh, just talk about things that are going on in the church. <clears throat> Not necessarily their church, but just the church in general. And uh, it was kind of fun because a couple weeks ago I had Pastor James Frost on, and he's the senior pastor of a church in Salida, great church in Salida. And he talked about the the lack of a high view of, of Scripture. He saw that as a, a as a problem, that people in the church, believers, followers of Christ, disciples of the Lord, just don't have a high view of, of Scripture. Last week, we had uh, Pastor Phil uh, Baker on of Redemption Hill, and boy, he, he went deep. I know, I heard from you. Uh, I got a lot of emails and texts and things, phone calls from some of you. He went deep, and you know what? We need that. Every now and again, we need to just hear some heady stuff, and I appreciated what he had to, to say. And this week, uh, he's really kind of a new friend of mine. We basically met not long ago. And I'm going to be on his podcast tomorrow, and he's going to be with me. But this is Pastor Stuart Welch. Come on in here. And uh, I'm going to tell you where his church is, okay? You're coming down uh, McHenry, McHenry and Rose. There used to be a big sign that said Free Methodist Church, okay? Absolutely. It's, it, it's still a Free Methodist Church, but the name now is... Life Connection Church. Life, it, you can't miss it now because he's got this big, fancy, new, electronic Love it. sign Love out it. there. Love and, it. Hey, let me tell you something. If you <laughs> are looking for a church, I'm, there's no joke. If you're looking for a church and you live in the Modesto area or Stanislaus County and you just haven't found the right place, I'm, I want you to know you need to go on a Sunday morning and check out the church. I guarantee you it's a solid church. You'll have a great time. What time are your services? 9.30 on Sunday morning. Uh, we're there. Okay. Love to have you. Love to have you drop in. Just okay. visit. Check hey, it out. Check Do that. Check it out. Now, I haven't gotten over there yet, but I'm going to. Uh, yeah, check your yeah, calendar. Yeah. I got to, you know, on one of these days I am, my wife and yeah. I will get over. Yeah. So. Need you to come preach over there. Uh, I need you know, all this energy. Okay. All this enthusiasm. But first, before I preach over there, I want to come and hear you <laughs> preach. Okay. Now, now, I, we have no, he's been here 30 minutes and we've just been talking, fellowshipping about whatever. I don't know what he's going to say. I, I don't do know. I. Okay. Nor, nor do I. Nor does he. So who knows what this might turn into. So. 
Pastor, thank you, Lord. From from your vantage point, what is something that you go, man? This is something I think is an issue in the in the church today. Well, it's interesting because you said the one brother that was on said a high view of scripture mm-hmm. or a lack of right. a high view of scripture. I, the twist that I would have on that, Rick, is the low view of God. Ah, I, I would go with that. Mm-hmm. The the low view of God's majesty to the people of God. Yeah. So, so how does, so the average guy sitting out there, and by the way, I would totally agree with this. You're saying they just don't get how unbelievably awesome God is. I, 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 I use it this way. Now, I'm retired from the police department. I had a tremendous career. I had some great opportunities. Well, one of those opportunities was when Bill Clinton was in office and I served out in the area of the Delta. Bill Clinton was doing a visit due to something that had happened in that particular area. The place he was going was a larger city than what I worked in, but something happened. So they had to divert him and they actually diverted him to our city. And so uh, knowing that he was coming, they took our SWAT team. I happened to be a SWAT team member for years, which I tremendously loved. Uh, they, they met with our SWAT team, Secret Service, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. They're engaged in all of that. He comes into the city. We have the plan. We're going to do all this security. Now, what a, why this fits in, Rick, is because they say, listen, when he walks in, everybody stands. And they say, if you refuse to stand, then we will escort you out. Wow. wow. Without a doubt. You, you have yeah. to stand. He's the president. And you have to clap yeah. until we say that's it. And if you do not comply based on the honor of this position, greatest person in what do we call it? The free world, yeah. right? Yeah. The most powerful person in the free world. There was no problem with that. They stand. They clap. They cheer. Let's go. We, the president right. is here. Right. Regardless of whether you like him or not, he's the president. There you go. He's the president. Get the concept yeah. of the office yeah. in which he sits. Yeah. Well, just imagine us in church. I don't feel like standing. My feet hurt. My knees hurt. Uh. I, I don't feel like clapping my hands. Why does everyone have to clap? I don't want to sing praises. Why does everybody have to sing? Well, because we honor him. We honor him. I don't like the song. I don't like that. It's nothing about the song. The Bible is clear. Let everything that has breath. If you have breath, then God calls you to praise him. Now, you may not sing as loud. You may not be as loud as this guy. This is one loud brother right here. I could be sitting out front and I could hear him talking. Uh So you may not sing as loud. You may not lift your hands as high. You may not clap as exuberantly, but all these things are scriptural Uh and God calls us to this. So what has happened for whatever reason over the years, we've lost our concept of the very majesty of God. And we look at it now more as an obligation. Like, I, wow. I have to do this. No, we get to do we this. We get to do it. We get to come in and sing to the Lord. Like, man, we get to sing to God. Now, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. 
But God has this tremendous filter that when I sing to him, it honors him and it blesses him. So if it irritates you sitting next to me, that's you and God's problem. Exactly. But God is glorified when I'm singing to him and when I'm dancing in front of him and when I'm magnifying his name. He he really loves that. So regardless of the song, or they're offbeat on strumming their guitar, or the drummer's a little off. That that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with me. Right. See, but we've gotten to this place, Rick, where we've created praise teams, uh-huh. worship bands, as if they replace us uh, yeah. in what we do. And we're called and created to glorify uh-huh. God. So I like that the brother said our low view of scripture I would say we've grown to a place, I don't know, you you know this, we would call the heady guy, but somewhere around the book of Amos, it says, woe to them who have grown comfortable in Zion. And I don't know about you, but we live in a very comfortable world right now. You know, it's... um... It, it, it's a uh, the, the the high view of scripture and the low view of God's majesty probably somehow intersect in yes. the idea that if you really understood the majesty of God, you would have a higher view of the scripture. Yes, and if you had a higher view of the scripture, your 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 mad your thought about God and His Majesty would be higher. Absolutely, and they, it's weird. I bet they somehow go hand in hand. Absolutely, you know? but but because we look at it, I don't know what the numbers are. You'd have to look at a Barner or Pew Research study. But but somewhere it says about eighty percent of Christians Christians yeah. no longer read their Bible yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. Crazy. So so if you're a lover of God. And you don't want to know God's story because every day, you know, I would tell people, hey, I've read through the Bible this many times. I just used this Sunday in in our own service, regardless if you read Philippians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. Well, I've read that a hundred times. Well, you're not in the same place today that you were the last time you read it. And that could be if you read it yesterday. Yeah, that's right. I, I, when I see those statistics come out, about how few so-called followers of Jesus spend time in the word, it's super troubling. I mean, it really is troubling. Either A, you know, no one's going to stand before me, but right. I don't know how you can call yourself a follower of Jesus and not be in the word because the only way we know how to follow Jesus is the word. It's it's interesting because it's it's like the book, right? Not a fan. Yeah. So you you're a fan or you're a follower. Yeah. Who was that? Kyle Kyle Edelman. Uh, yeah, Edelman. That's a yeah, great book. Like that. Yeah. Great book. Yeah. Great book. But I just finished uh, a college coaching career. So I'm 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 a coach. So I just finished a college career because I relocated here to Modesto. But could you imagine, as a basketball coach, I I have a playbook. So I have a playbook. It's pretty thick, and it has our motion offense. It has zone offenses. It has out-of-bounds plays. It has after-timeout plays. It has late-game situation plays. It has defensive assignments. All these things. Well, perhaps I get a player who never reads their playbook. 
What good are they at that moment? Now, listen, they may be intuitive enough. They may be athletic Mm -hmm. enough to kind of flow with the play and kind of read what the defense is doing so they can make adjustments. But consider this. What about when we're in a tight game? What about when a crisis strikes? What about when one of our other players gets hurt and they have to fill in a position? What about when we're not expecting to lose a game, but now we're down 10 with three minutes to go? Now what do you do? Mm -hmm. Because now we got to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Now we got to stick to the plan. The plan. In order to make this whole machine work. And if they don't know the plan. Amen. If if they don't know the plan, then basically they're on the team. Yes. But you know what? They're probably going to be sitting on the bench because you got to go with players who understand the plan. There you go. But see... The difference being this, spiritually, God has no bench sitters. Yeah, yeah. We're all starters and we're all in the game. But guess what? Here's the person that God sends across your path for you to transform or change their life. But you don't know the game. You don't know it. You don't know the game plan. And here's this person crying out to you saying, I just need some kind of help. And you got to be like Peter and John. Hey, gold is silver. I don't have. But what, what I do, do yeah. is this. Yes. I got some scripture yes. for you yeah. that's more important yeah. than me giving you $5. Yeah. And if you had to maybe put a bow on this thing, if you have this high view of God and his majesty and who he is yes. and what he's done, he yes. saved us from our yes. sins. Yes. If you If you have that, Wow, it seems like that would motivate you to want to know what the game plan right. is. But right. the reason why so many people don't know the game plan is because they don't have a high view of God's majesty. There you go. Or you you look at this. Uh, I used Amos. Now you, you kind of switch gears and you go to Jeremiah, who says we're a people that's settled. Now he uses this word called dredges. Mm-hmm. So we've settled that he's using an example like a wine bottle. Yeah. And all, all the junk, the dregs go to the bottom. Well, the thing that causes the dredge to come up or to mix in is when it's shaking. Well, we we're very fortunate, Rick, to mm-hmm. live in a place. We live in a country. Now, other than the tragedies that struck us like yesterday, mm-hmm. other than those things, and even that. We kind of distance ourselves from because it's not us. But we don't get shaken a lot. And we've settled and we're comfortable. Old mother told me this one time years ago. She said, it's interesting because when we were growing up, the Bible says any sick amongst you, bring them to the elders of the church. Well, she says, you know what we do now because there's a critical care on every corner? I no longer take them to the church. Mm. I take them to critical care. Wow. See, we used to go pray. Yeah, yeah. We used to have no other option but to get to the church and get on the altar and cry out to God. Uh Now, you've been pastoring for some Mm -hmm. 40 some Mm -hmm. odd years. And there used to be a time where people would come to you or come to the church and say, I need you to pray. There used to be a time when that happened all the time. Well, now it still happens, but nowhere near as much. Because now they say, can you write a check? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. See, so now when you find yourself in crisis... We can resolve the situation really without God's impartation Mm -hmm. because God has been so good to us Mm -hmm. and he's blessed us so much that we now have the resources 
that listen to this have replaced the source. Oh, wow. So wow. the resource has replaced the source, source. as our go-to. Yeah. And the person who gave us the resource is the source. So what happens when we get shaken, God has to take time to kick these things out from under us. The resources have to evaporate to bring us back in our right mind to the source. To the source. Now, I'll tell you a story. After I retired from the police department, God blessed me. I started a business. It was a security company. God just blew the thing up, went to well over 200 employees. So anyhow, I'm working for one of the largest grocery retailers in the world. And we have a situation in a store because we're doing undercover loss prevention in the store. We have a situation. I get called into the corporate office. So I'm in the corporate office and I'm sitting in front of a, a group of attorneys and that regional manager right there in front of me. And he's just chastising me. He's just chewing me up one side, spitting me out the other. I hear the Holy Spirit of God say to me, this is not your source. Huh. They're a resource. And then the man says this to me, Rick, don't you know I have the power to remove every employee from our stores like that? And this is what the Holy Spirit said. Ain't nobody moving. <laughs> I didn't know that came out of my mouth, Rick. I didn't know I said it out loud. Wow. As soon as I said it out loud, he snatched the telephone and he called his administrative assistant and he says, you get every single agent and guard out of every store we have. $2.75 million contract, huh. gone like that. Now, I kept my composure. I walked out of that meeting on the elevator, down to the lobby, walked out with my head high, and then I got outside Rick and I looked around make sure no one was watching. And then I just begin to bawl. Huh. And I said, what have I done? You know how many people this contract employed? You know how many rents this paid? How many car payments? How many mortgages this contract paid for people? And I got in my car and as I sat in my car weeping, God said, you never would have known what you missed if I never gave it to you. Wow. Wow. You, that, you, you see, the revelation and the illumination mm. was that God blessed me so much that I thought that vendor was my source, source. when it was just simply mm. a resource. resource. And God said, if I got you that one, I can, I get, can get you, you another one. one. But we yeah. forget it. Yeah. We yeah. forget that. And after I left that contract, lost that, less than a year later, they were calling me back because they couldn't find a company to replace us. You see? <laughs> yeah. So until I came to the knowledge that God is my source, not them, right. and stop treating them that way, as if they can pull every string they want to in the midst of your life. But see, you can grow to a place where you get so comfortable in a lifestyle, yeah. right? What we call lifestyles of the mm -hmm. rich and aimless. <laughs> Right? I love that. We, we, we can get so caught up in that, that we think that's our source. Yeah. And so instead of, hey, praising the Lord every day and spending time in my mm -hmm. word, what do we do? Man, I'm, I'm taking calls. I'm meeting people. I'm 
doing all these things. I'm flying all over the country, checking on these accounts, going out of the state in order to check these other areas, right? Where's God in all of that? Where's God? See, this is what Jeremiah is saying. Now you got to be shaken up because it's got to be mixed back in. I'll just tell you. So I've been doing this a long time. Okay, and this is no, this is no I know, slide on any, yeah, yeah, I hear you, <laughs> uh, on anybody else has ever, ever been on the program or whatever, but this was great. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to talk to him about uh, coming back because I think there are other things we could talk about and just have fun. And I know it's a blessing to you. I know I really so. what we talked about was a blessing. And I hope it encouraged those of you that maybe for whatever reason, you know what, you haven't had a high view of scripture. You've had a low view of God. Maybe this encourages you to go, man, I've been kind of goofing this up. If you have a high view of scripture and a high view of God, then hopefully this is encourages you to, to continue on your journey. But and here's the beauty. Uh, Let me say, I, I know you're closing. But this is the beauty. We serve a God that loves us so much, whether we have a low view of scripture, mm-hmm. even a low view mm-hmm. of him, it doesn't change his level of love no. and care for us. For us. Yeah. Hey, and that ought to be the thing that motivates us. It, it, not that he's ready to slap us around, right. but it's not that. It's that he, Keeps just, pouring he out. just loves us. Keeps pouring out. And hopefully that motivates you to know that no matter what, no matter what, father. you got might be sitting there father. going, I haven't read my Bible in decades. Still loves you. know what? You. He still loves still you. Still loves you. He cares about you. And guess what? It ain't ever going to change. Oh, hallelujah. But maybe that might motivate you. You know what? You don't have to wake up tomorrow and read the whole Bible. You don't have to wake up tomorrow and read a book of the Bible. You don't have to wake up and read a whole chapter in the Bible. So why don't you start with just one verse? Yeah. Tomorrow morning, get up, get your coffee, get your tea or whatever and start. This is the day the, the Lord, Lord has made. Read one verse. It'll take you probably five seconds. Read John chapter one, verse one. Just read that. <laughs> Just read that. And maybe tomorrow or the next day, you read two verses. There you go. Who knows? You may start reading and wow, your soul's going to be fed. Who knows? But just start with one verse tomorrow. That might be you. So, so here's, here's the deal. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you get this out to people. This is, this is a good one. Get it out to your friends and family members, man. If you're watching or listening on the podcast, it's super important that you leave a, um, you know, a a rating on it, five-star rating and leave a review. It, it, it just, it just helps. Well, this today's was a five star. Hey, some of them, some of them aren't five stars. Some of them are one star. <laughs> I still ask for five. Okay. But today's was a five. And look, uh, I don't know, you know, what your plans are Sunday morning. If they don't include going to church, look, why don't you change those plans? Set your alarm, get up, brush your hair, you know, teeth, all that kind of stuff <laughs> and head over to church. It's on the corner of Briggsmore and Rose, right on the corner, beautiful church, great location, and check it out. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. Blessings, everybody. Bye.